If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. You know, so he's done a really good job. He's been a leader in our room. Obviously, we're fairly young, uh, you know, experience-wise, so he's got to be the bell cow. Um, I expect a, a big senior year for him. You know, he's going to have to carry a, a good amount of reps for us. Uh, but he's he's done really well up to this point. I know he's excited uh, uh, to keep getting better and getting ready for the first game. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett. Time for the mailbag. Um, as lots of questions this week um, from our RSS chat we're going to bring into this week's mailbag. And um, the first question, Robin, um, has to do with the protocols with all the big 10 protocols how confident are you we will see a nine game season this fall and i'll say right now i don't know why but i'm optimistic we're gonna see it um maybe there'll be some hiccups small hiccups but i do think playing last has its advantages because every day campus clears out more and more this town clears out more and more um, there's just less going on. I was talking to my aunt who has a daughter that's a freshman at the University of Iowa right now, and she said the Iowa campus right now is just completely dead. I mean, there's really only out-of-state kids staying there, and a lot of the in-state Iowan kids have left campus. And I'd have to imagine Nebraska is the same way. A lot of local in-state kids can take their classes back in Omaha right now. I mean, especially if you can't go out and enjoy the bars and the nightlife and the house parties, it's not the same. So I think, Robin – They'll get all the games, and I, 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 today I have that feeling right now. I desperately hope you were right. I personally am a little more pessimistic just because of the razor thin line. All fourteen teams. But does the daily testing help you in that situation? All it takes is one guy in one position group to go be an idiot, and you're talking about a ton of players, and it's not even just it's beyond but, Nebraska's control. That's the problem. Like, you know, what if some like dude at Rutgers goes out and uh, goes to a house party, gets COVID, goes back to his meeting room, and then in uh, the entire position, eight guys get infected, game's canceled, right? A lot of these college football teams, though, Robin, have been together since May and June, and they won't tell you this, but if they did an antibody test, which a lot of teams have done, their numbers are probably 50 to 60% that have either had it or had the antibodies. But and you're still so, only talking about seven to eight guys. I mean, that's so so few players before a team has to shut down for a week. Like that, that's where I'm just concerned. Like I, I I believe Nebraska can get through it fine. I believe Ohio State can get through it fine. I just worry about these other places that uh, you know were reluctant to even play football this fall to begin with, being able to keep their guys on schedule under control for you know that 
you know, two, three months in a row. I mean, there's just no room for error right now. And to think that somebody's not going to screw it up, I just have a hard time seeing it. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show as we take your questions in the mailbag. What is your surefire win and your surefire loss for 2020? As we know, there aren't a lot of surefire wins on yeah. this schedule. Um, I, I would say Illinois, and I think Robin would tend to agree, but Purdue, I don't know. I just think Purdue could end up being one of those games too. I just don't think they're going to be as good as they have been. And playing Rondell Moore in December outdoors on grass, I don't think he's going to look like he normally looks. And then my win or my loss, Ohio State, obviously. Yeah, yeah, that's those are my two. I had Illinois, but uh, I would probably consider – Purdue maybe a little bit higher if they actually they continue to open with Purdue because of the Bob Diaco element. I mean, the fact that they tried to go through an offseason trying to figure out what whatever he's talking about, you know, in practice and all the weird jargon he uses and metaphors and all that stuff. Uh, as we've seen, uh, that that's that's just a process to try and uh, understand what's going on between his ears. And especially with the disrupted offseason, they could be in some trouble early. When will they announce all the walk-ons on scholarship? Um, you know, that's always something Nebraska fans are curious to hear. We know Luke Reimer, and we've reported that a long time ago, was given a scholarship in August right when things started. Um, he's been the only one. There's like four other ones now that they can hand out. My guess is Cade Warner will be one of them. Um, after that, it's really hard to say. I mean, if Connor Culp wins the kicking job or William Prystep wins the punting job over Daniel Cherney, I mean, I think some of those specialist guys yeah. have an opportunity. Brody Belt's a walk-on that's played and done a lot. I mean, I think there's a lot of ways. Any walk-on names, Robin, that you would throw out there that you think – uh, could have a chance uh, to get on scholarship here. Well, yeah, uh, you know, Ryan Held went out of his way to mention one of those running backs in Cooper Jewett, uh, the redshirt freshman out of Elkhorn South. I mean, obviously he's a redshirt freshman, so I don't know how high he would be no. on the priority no, list. No, no way. So uh, other than that, I mean, I think it's kind of Maybe go to uh, Damian Staff or um, Damian uh, Jackson. Jackson. I think Damian Jackson's a guy that – Yeah, that's an obvious one. That That's in just what he means to the program. I, I think he has definitely earned one and deserves one at some point. And it's confusing because – they do give what's called second semester scholarships, and it's almost as good as the full thing. You get January to August covered, so that's eight months you're on scholarship. The fall ones are a little bit tougher to get because the new guys come in at that point and then the attrition hasn't kicked in yet. So, um, you know, you essentially don't get covered that semester, but there are a lot of guys in that walk-on program that can take you know, they can get a lot of credit hours done, Robin, um, from January to August on the on the scholarship that covers summer school and the spring semester, spring semester. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I think that's one of the coolest things that Nebraska does every year. And that's why Nebraska fans get so excited about it is that it, you know, it speaks to the meaning of the walk on program and how many of those guys that go on to to earn scholarships end up becoming fixtures on either side of the ball. Which game does Nebraska have a better chance to win? Wisconsin or Iowa? That's a great question um, because I think Wisconsin's going to have a top 10 national defense. They're going to be loaded up front. I think Iowa loses a lot. I think going to Iowa City won't be as tough either because there won't be fans there as of now at least. New quarterback, um, there's been a, it's been a long offseason in Iowa City. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and On and off the field. You just feel like – 
things are pretty fragile there and you know a bad start by the Hawkeyes and they they are a slow starting team traditionally but they usually get to play Northern Iowa or somebody like that to kind of work out those kinks um, before they play their their meat of the schedule so I think Iowa would be where I'd lean today yeah I'm with you too Uh, the only thing with Wisconsin now is the quarterback factor uh, you know, losing uh, Jack Cohn, but, but now Wisconsin's they have, quarterback is always he's Mertz. the game manager. Yeah, but I mean, they're he's they're really excited about Mertz. He's the highest rated recruit yeah. they've ever gotten. So I mean, how good is he going to be? And is he going to have those typical, I guess, you know, young guy, young quarterbacks struggles that most have, or is he going to hit the ground running and change the entire dynamic of Wisconsin's offense? And the fact that Nebraska gets him week two, they'll find that question out in a hurry. Got a question on eligibility. Um, will the transfers like Nuri Noelli, Ezra Miller, and Oliver Martin, Colorado State, and then two Iowa transfers, will they be ruled eligible this year? And I can tell you Nuri Noelli's been already ruled eligible. That was reported a while back. But I don't have an update on the Iowa guys. Have not really heard their names. No. Ezra Miller's a walk-on um, that sat out. Uh, I mean, I think he's going to need a year just to get right. But Oliver Miller – you know, he he to me would be a guy that could help Nebraska at least play a little bit this year if, if he's ruled eligible. Yeah, I mean, he was a guy that Iowa um, Oliver Martin, by the way, not, not Oliver Mar- Oliver Miller's the <laughs> old power forward, the former Phoenix Suns <laughs> Arkansas guy. Yeah, uh, but he was a guy um, that obviously started at Michigan and then transferred to Iowa, and I was really high on him, and for whatever reason. Uh, it just didn't work out for him there, but uh, I mean, he's he's got talent. I think it's just a matter of just kind of getting settled into a place and uh, understanding the offense and kind of just uh, you know finally finally finding a home uh, going forward. And final question of the chat: What is your favorite fall drink? And for me, I do like the pumpkin spice lattes. Um, not very many of them. I'll, I'll have like one or two just to kind of get that feel. And I, it, you know, it will be sad that. Assuming I travel, but we're only going to probably travel one on the road this year. Usually, Robin and I on the you know just the perfect fall Saturday on the road in State College or Ann Arbor. You get your pumpkin spice latte and you're walking on campus with the leaves falling down. I mean, it just feels like fall, and and that is something um, you know, you'll kind of miss this season not having that fan atmosphere in those college towns when you go in on the road and watch Nebraska play. Um, but I am a Oktoberfest beer fan as well. I mean, but yeah, I definitely can go for a few pumpkin spice lattes. I'm not huge on the pumpkin spice. I mean, I I don't dislike it, but I don't like seek it out. So for me, uh, yeah, Oktoberfest every year. I mean, there's so many different ones out there that uh, just trying the, the new ones that come out from brewery to brewery is always fun. But if I have to go through a staple adult beverage, Give me an old-fashioned on a crisp autumn day. In Madison, Wisconsin. Ooh, baby. Let's roll. Well, Madison, Wisconsin is probably the old-fashioned capital of the Big Ten. It's got to be up there. I mean, <laughs> I have yet to have a bad one there. I'll tell you Food that is very good in Madison, Wisconsin. I mean, that, that's one big thing they have going there. The restaurant scene, the beer scene. Um, and it, it, very few chain restaurants when you're walking around yeah. downtown Madison. There's a, there's a lot for people not, or at least Nebraska fans, not to like about Madison. But when you're just going there as a uh, objective observer, uh, it's a pretty fun town. Well, uh, you can have a lot of good times. There. Ten years ago, that was a different deal. You know, I think everyone that's gone back has enjoyed their trips there. Um, Friday night, Nebraska fans take over State Street Brats every time we've been there, and they kind of set up camp base there. And yes, they do. Um, but we don't, the, the upstairs parts, the dance floor part and a few, yeah, that, that's for the interns, a few drunk Husker fans make Just their give, way up there, but give me a booth on the main floor. 
have a couple brats. With a playoff and, baseball and, game on. And spotted cow the rest of the night. <laughs> good conversation with Andy Kendi, and it's a good <laughs> Friday night. But all right, uh, when we come back, Nate Klaus will join us. Uh, we'll be joined by Nate over the phone as we'll talk recruiting, including the offer to James Carney. That's next. You're listening here to the Oscar Line Show.